Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners, and here we are for our final episode of 2022 for Perimenopause Power. What a year it's been, Lise. Hello. Hi, Nat. It has been oh, a super-duper year, actually. It's the two words that come to mind. Um, and I think really on the back of 2020 and 2021, especially what we've all had to endure here in Melbourne, it's been a year of uh, lots of highs and some lows. Yeah, it really has. And if you haven't worked out already, this is a bit of a, a reflective uh, episode for us on the year that was 2022. And uh, we just wanted to talk about and I guess um, instill that inspiration to help you reflect on your own year and really doing that in preparation for the new coming year as well and just thought it was a good opportunity to reflect on, uh, yeah, everything that's, that's gone on and, and what we're seeing too, particularly around perimenopause and menopause, right? Yes, definitely. And um, I think um, being in smacking perimenopause myself, it's definitely become a reflective year about, uh, you know, where I've been a number of years ago and where I find myself now and uh, getting that little bit older, but uh, getting wiser as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I think that's it. Yeah, right. Each, every, every year is an opportunity to learn and grow and, and yeah. evolve. And I think that's really important that we don't actually acknowledge that at the end of a year, you know, it's sort of that cycle and you know, we've all learned something no matter what age or, you know, where we find ourselves. The year has had its learnings and, you know, I'm sure you can think of instances where you'll think, I really I, I really learned something out of that and I've learned that I'm never going to do that again. Or, you know, um, it could be, for me, it could be a particular meal that I've had and thinking, I'm not making that again. But, you know, I tried it. So, you know, we all try things and uh, we get a learning out of it, don't we? Mm, yeah, for sure. So I am um, I'm coming up to my 41st birthday, actually, a couple of days before Christmas. And I feel like entering the 40th decade is quite a milestone, particularly for women, I feel like. I don't know if you feel that way, Lise. You've um, obviously been through the 40 decade. but uh, Yep, I loved my 40s and... Um... Really, you know, I had um, I did a lot of. I was late to the mumming game, and um, I had my second child at thirty nine, and so I still had this little, you know, this little baby in my early forties, and you know, coincidentally, um, also entered perimenopause. Didn't know it at the time, but definitely loved it. When I look back now. I don't know if I loved it then or felt that I loved it then, but when I look back now, I think I really love that time of, of my life. But I'm um, I'm really loving my 50s, actually. I think there's a lot of things that it's brought me on a personal level that um, I probably didn't have the confidence around in my 40s. Mm, yeah, and it's funny, and I hear that very often, particularly when I talk about 40s. Um, women have said, oh, wait till you get to 50s. And then I've had other women say, wait till you get to your 60s. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, less, less say, I don't know, less Fs given, even higher in your 60s. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but for me, entering my 40s, it's it's taken me the opportunity this year to reflect on uh, my 30s in particular. And, mm-hmm. and I guess as I'm reaching a new phase um, as a mum uh, to an eight-year-old who has got a little bit more independence. You've and, got spunk, Nat. Spunk is what it's Oh, called. yes, yes, lots of spunk. <laughs> um, but I also feel that, yeah, I have entered a new phase and very much aligns with that career life cycle as well of women that, you know, in their 40s, they're coming through, um, you know, less sort of caring duties or less sort of dependence on them for caring duties, whether that's kids or, or elderly parents or anyone else that we may be caring caring for. But there's that insatiable ambition to get shit done, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I together have really been on this this mission over the years in particular to bring true awareness to health and well-being. And that's really how we ended up where we are today because we came together with our complementary passions and decided, you know what, whole health is where it is for people. And when we talk about whole health, we talk about the self, the the individual, their physiology, their biology, and then looking at where they're made up from with that physical, that mental, that emotional and that spiritual health. And we uh, in 2020 officially formed Own Your Health Collective. And then obviously the world changed for us. But you know, and we've had some highs and lows over the last two years, but this year has really just been a year of of growth in um, personally and professionally, but also just knowing that we are just so driven to create change and bring awareness to true women's health, whether it's um, menstruation or perimenopause or menopause. And I feel like, um, yeah, this year for me personally and professionally has been a big one in in knowing Yep, you know what? I am deeply passionate about working and uh, my ambition to not just drive change, but to um, yeah, live live. I guess my next few decades um, supporting you know my my greatest career aspirations. Yeah, that's fabulous, Nat. And I think um, similar uh, for me, I've sort of come out of the other end. As you know, my kids are a little bit older, and they uh, I'm. I can see a real independence in them and they don't need me as much and I can actually concentrate back into my work and I do love to work and I keep saying to everyone, you know, I'm going to be working for a long time yet, be it full-time or part-time because I really think it's the key to, you know, keeping your brain humming along, um, living a full life, uh, learning. You and I have a passion for learning and we're constantly talking about things we've read or we've researched or um, you know, whatever it looks like. So really, really important. And I think um, the year has been really interesting as well from a personal note for me because um, it's allowed us to get back into life again. And I've certainly reflected uh, a lot more this year on the things that I am truly thankful for. And even though I might have a wine, you know, a whinge now and then, it's like, you know, just pinch yourself moments. It's like, you know, we've got a roof over our head. Um, you know, I've got uh, great kids. We can get away when we want to. And it's just really appreciating all the simple things. And and I've certainly brought it up in other podcasts around how we, you know, there's this real uh, need to go big or go home. And I think that we just haven't stopped or that we don't stop enough and look at the simple things Um 
that we can be truly grateful for in life and and a lot of that simplicity I suppose if I bring it back to a food point of view is around the simple things that we can be doing for our health um, you know both on a personal note and uh, and a coaching note that we can be doing that can make a huge difference because we tend to think that I've got to do all of this to actually feel better well you actually don't need to do that so um, definitely an appreciation for what we lost and what we've gained back. And it's different because the world is different. Um, so just really there's a real um, need to uh, do things differently now. You know, as my husband says, we ha- we're never going back to the world that was. And it's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's around sort of, re, you know, learning, relearning how to, to do that and what, what life looks like going forward. Mm. And probably, you know, we've seen the biggest change in a work perspective around Mm. hybrid working um, or even solely working from home. I still know a lot of people who are just solely working from home. But, you know, that's, that's definitely been an adjustment. And I think, you know, the word or the phrase that's really sort of resonated with me most this year that I've done a lot with working with clients and also through our workshops in the workplace is, you know, finding things that serve you so that, you know, it's serving you best, whether it is, you know, looking at your nutrition, your movement, your mindset, but what is it that you need that is going to serve you best so that you can show up as the person that you want to be, that you can show up doing the work that you want to do, that you can be that partner, that carer, that nurturer, the person that you want to be. What is it that's going to serve you? And and I feel like that that's definitely resonated a lot um, for me personally too, just constantly coming back. Is this serving me right now? Mm, and if yeah. it's not, what do I need to do? What do I need to change? Um, and what support do I need? You know, where can I get that support? Is the workplace giving me the support I need? Um, is it is my family, is my friends giving me the support? You know, how can I ask them for that support and seek that support? I think that's a really good point because I think a lot of people think that if they're actually re-looking at what's serving them or, you know, how can they serve themselves better, um, that they could be perceived as being selfish, you know, taking time out for them. And I really want to kick that to the curb because, you know, especially women and, you know, and even my husband, you know, he's constantly always looking after us and puts himself last. Um, so we, we need to put ourselves out there a little bit more and just be be a little bit selfish and actually have that self-care time, take time out, um, whatever it looks like. You know, I'm always encouraging him to catch up with his mates and equally I had a, a lunch out with some really close girlfriends a few weeks ago and it really filled my cup. Um, so, yeah, it's, that's a really great point. Just look at how that is that you can be serving yourself better. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. And and for me personally, if I could share a personal um, probably struggle I've had had this year is I um, and I'm probably going to get emotional here. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, um, you know, had um, pretty strong friendship breakdown. You know, twenty year friendship breakdown, and um, and I've been reflecting on this in preparation for mm. this this episode. And it's been challenging, and I feel like I have been grieving this friendship like a death. So it's, you know, I've had to really break away from everything from it. And probably the most pivotal moment for me was when I was running my marathon. So I was running Melbourne Marathon back in October. Mm. And I know 30,000 runners, thousands of people cheering cheering me on. And I just had this feeling of 
loneliness. Mm. And at the time, I couldn't work out where it was coming from. And I just felt so lonely. And I just craved to see my husband and daughter who were out there cheering me and I hadn't seen them. And I just thought, my God, why am I so lonely? And it really impacted, I feel like, you know, I was running and thought, oh, geez, how am I going to get through this? Because I'm just so lonely. It's just like this loneliness washed over me. And it wasn't until after the fact, and I do a lot of reflection, right? I do a lot of journaling, a lot of meditating. And I realized that I have felt lonely um, over the year, but you know, but I've been, I've got friends and I've been surrounded by people and family, et cetera. But I feel like also in dealing with this friendship loss, I've also had guards up as well. I've put, mm-hmm. I put barriers up because I've been worried about, you know, losing that friendship or, or perhaps not quite giving of myself so much or sharing so much of myself out of fear of losing another friendship. That's pretty and, natural to feel like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. And I guess the reason I wanted to share this is particularly from, you know, the life phase of perimenopause and menopause and or anything that we're going through, we tend to hold a lot of it internally and we mm. might actually share a little bit. And I know I've, I've shared, you know, a few times um, just the, the struggle that I was having with this friendship loss, but, you know, we tend to hold it and, and try and deal with it internally and and I feel like eventually those feelings do come out and they do show later on down the track. And and I, I feel like that's been the lesson for me in feeling that loneliness in my marathon that I just invested so much into it. I hadn't probably reached out or, or got as close to as many friends as I could have and probably drew back a little bit whilst I went through this change in my life. And I guess if it's the message here is that, we're always going to go through some type of change in our life and, mm-hmm. and change is really the only constant that we have. But what can you do, again, coming back to to serve yourself, to serve yourself that you're looking after you? And, again, it's, you know, who can you reach out to and, and who can you connect with and um, who can you share your story with and um, or what do you need? So for me, it's really, for me, I've been very conscious about, you know, mindfully connecting with people that fill my cup and make me feel good and um, knowing that I've got, you know, solid relationships around me and and being, again, being kind to myself and, and using this information to support myself, to have the, continue to having other beautiful friendships and and not, draw, not drawing away. So I feel, feel like I've sort of had to come back into a bit of a um, a bit of a rebirth almost to say, mm. you know, mindfully reach out to this person and don't be afraid to contact that person. And um might sound like I'm waffling on here, but I don't no, know. It's just, just a lot of, no, lot of learning. I think it's, um, I think it's really powerful and thank you. Uh, perfect. And thank you for that beautiful share and um, know that you are loved. And um, there are a lot of people around that love you. And I, and I think probably coming you know what's you know what can culminate in that too. We've had two years, you know, prior to this year, living quite differently and and away from a lot of the people that we connect with. So, you know, we're constantly talking about that connection um, around, you know, just as you do life, and especially, you know, we talk a lot about healthy aging as well, and how connection is one of those pivotal. I don't know if I said that right. Um, pivotal things that actually keep people humming along, especially in older age. You know, we we've seen how people in 
older people if they don't have that connection and that, that loneliness sets in and and I know someone that died of a broken heart it's a real thing isn't it so um I love that you've taken the learnings Nat and actually looked at it in a positive way because I know exactly what you're talking about and I know it hasn't been the most fantastic time of your life and what you've had to go through. But I think that actually, you know, what you've done is turned a negative situation into a positive and how you can actually get things out of that. And I think that as we move through life, that's really, really important is to reflect on things that have happened, whether they be positive or negative. Mm, yeah. And there's, there's, you know, there's been relearning that we've had to do this year as we've come out of um, not being around people you know I've seen mm-hmm. there's been a lot of um, social anxiety as well mm-hmm. and um, a lot of relearning in terms of reconnecting with people and again that's probably another message I want to share is that you know as you're coming through perimenopause or menopause or any life phase that is challenging for you there's a relearning you know, mm. there's that that rebirthing and there's that new phase of life. And and I think, you know, Kath Kovac shared it beautifully in um, her chat with us that, you know, she's now postmenopausal and there's been another level of learning. You know, she shared about her experience and some of the challenges that she's going through being postmenopausal. So there's always a learning that we can take. And the end of the end of the year is always a big reflective um, moment for me. And I'm not sure if I've shared this previously on podcast, but I usually at this time of year, and I've, I've done it already, but I sit down and I write down all of the things that I've achieved and done over the year. And it's not about um, an ego-driven exercise, but rather it's just reflecting on, wow, this is what I've done. And I literally get up my calendar and go through my diary and just look at all the things that I've achieved and um, all the lessons I've had and just use that as an opportunity to reflect. And it's then I simply tear it up. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I don't think you should tear it up. <laughs> but um, it's a beautiful way to reflect on your year and um, and see what you have achieved. Because, you know, we often talk about that inner critic all the time and we tend to concentrate on the negative rather than the positive stuff that we've, you know, that we've done through the year or through our life. So it's a really good reminder. Mm, and I find it's just such a good way to reset for the new year. And I sort of consciously take what I've done from the year, what I need. I talk a lot in my yoga practice around, you know, taking what you want, what you need from your practice, taking mm. a beautiful breath in, letting that breath go, releasing what you don't need, but then consciously, you know, almost embedding within you um, what it is that you do need and, and, you might not be using it there in that moment, but somewhere down the track, that lesson will come and you'll be like, ah, I know that, you know, tapping into that. Yeah, and I think that's really important that we we don't stop and reflect enough. Um, so, yeah, beautiful way to finish the year on that. Yes, most definitely. And I guess if we can take a moment of gratitude to our listeners who have, um, you know, jumped in week in, week out, listening to our episode, even if this is your first episode um, or you've only just listened to a couple, we absolutely appreciate that you have taken the time um, to listen to us and to listen to our guests. And um, this podcast has definitely been a way for us to help um, educate and support you, but also start to bring awareness to this very important phase of life and and drive that change and drive that awareness uh, across the community. It has. And, and we'd love to hear any of your feedback or any of your thoughts and feel free to drop us a review 
um, at this end of the year. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So thank you again. Yes, thank you. And all the very best for the end of 2022. And we look forward to chatting to you again or listening to us again in 2023. Fantastic. Have a great end of the year, everyone. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.